We even have lights now on some trucks. Yeah. Uh, El Toro Loco has the snorter button, so we have a <laughs> CO2 bottle inside the truck. Right. It's, it's crazy what we do, but it's all for the fans, man. It's all for the kids. It's, yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome what we do. I'm so glad that I do this for a career, and my kid gets to enjoy it just as much as I do right now. Very excited to have a guest who does something. I've never talked to someone in this line of work before, but we've got Tristan England. He might know his truck more than you might know the name at this point, although he's riding high this season and having a great year. And multi-championship winning driver, Tristan, is that right? Yes, sir. Uh, we actually just got our first world championship this year yes in nashville tennessee so that was pretty sweet i had my whole family out there for that one and everybody was dressed in yellow up in the stands in a section so that was pretty sweet but it's crazy to think that yes we do this for a job <laughs> in my office is 12,000 pound monster jam truck yes and when i just strap myself into it and do crazy tricks or make it jump through the air and it, it gets all these families together, and we all have a good time. And this is Earthshaker, is what you drive. If you have seen, it's the yellow dump truck type looking truck. It's pretty awesome. How do you end up yes, getting exactly. started? How has that become your friend? I know your dad was also a driver, and we can get into that and how you got started. But how are you given your first truck? It's crazy how everything happened because it was so fast. I was a backup driver my first season I uh, was slotted to drive a truck and my interview skills were not up to par so I needed to sit out and collect myself figure out what I needed to find the niche to get on the floor get on the tour and I, I, I guess we found it yeah and we got to drive for someone else we got to drive a El Toro Loco <laughs> and we drove that for a few events there few weekends and we fared out okay we weren't amazing right off the bat it definitely takes seat time behind one of these machines because it's it's a lot of moving parts yeah. all at once and uh, a lot of horsepower 1500 horsepower to try to control and contain inside of a 90 by 100 little arena and then we take it to a big stadium floor or a football field yeah or a baseball field so it's crazy what we do with these trucks but I'd say after that first few weekends of El Toro, it was a bit of a hiatus, just waiting to see what was going to happen. And they, metaphorically speaking, they handed me the keys. There are no keys to start a monster jam truck, but oh, really? they handed me the keys to Earthshaker. Yeah. And that's what is interesting is that you've got the persona of the truck and then you've got different people behind the scenes too. Is this something that you hope is long-term with Earthshaker rest of your career or do the drivers typically switch off? I actually just announced and I'm super excited about it. I'll be driving a new piece of equipment Oh, next season. Okay, uh, It'll be the JCB Digatron Monster Jam truck. So I'm super excited about that. I've been behind the wheel of one of these trucks for about eight years, and it takes a lot of seat time to be consistent, and I'm just super thrilled with that coming up. 
And do you have any say when it's a new truck and any of the design elements or are you aware of what's coming down the way or how do you get paired into a new thing? So we just work close with everybody on anything. Everybody keeps us in the loop. It takes a very long time to be consistent and it's much more than being a driver and just going out there and just getting sent into the seat. I'm, you know, I'm doing a lot of extra stuff and it's all for the better of Monster Jam and us as a whole of Feld Entertainment. I just want to see us all get better. Yeah. And I have to give Tristan credit. He is dressed up in his uniform here. And then we aren't recording video. I felt bad. But also, that's so much commitment <laughs> the man has to the brand and to uh, everything. But you're in Texas right now? Yes, sir. And I'm in Texas. And I get to travel to Omaha next week Yeah, on Thanksgiving. So yeah. It's always something crazy. But we're always on the road. And we're always going out to entertain these families, man. It's awesome. Yeah. And your dad was a driver, as I mentioned. Was that something you were doing as a kid, going around to all these events, or how long had he been doing it? So my dad actually did it for little to nothing, because he already had a career built up as a subsea consultant. So he wanted to do monster trucks since he was a kid. He got in with this team, and he worked with them and learned the ins and outs, drove the rig, thrashing on trucks. It wasn't easy work, but... He worked his way through the rank there, and then when it was time, he had saved up. He said, I'm going to buy my own monster truck. Wow. And he bought it, and he already had a nickname for years and all this, so he just named it the Big Kahuna. And <laughs> he put some surfboards on there, and gosh, I remember working in the shop so many late nights getting that truck together. That was the first Big Kahuna that we built. As time has gone on, the chassis, the trucks, they get easier to build, right? Not necessarily. We try to always go up above and beyond for every single thing just because the fans, it's solely for the fans because without the, without the fans there, without their being engaged to what we're releasing next, what we're doing next, what tricks we're going to do, and the adrenaline pumping as well, it's all within the fans. Yeah, and I don't think they have any idea how much they actually do for us. I was kind of feeling down in the dumps before I went out for an event. And I was thinking, man, I just need to go out there, jump this truck around and get through it. No, as soon as I got into the stadium and I could feel the atmosphere, the people, man, the fans, that's what got my blood pumping. Yeah, That's what got me going and really wanting to go crazy. It's all about the people. And you said initially you didn't think your interview skills, meaning like that the show they do within the arena as it's going on where they're talking to you guys that wasn't your strong point at that time do i have that right yeah that was back in 2015 my skill set to talk on a microphone at all it was just non-existent really yeah surprisingly so i had the driving ability down i just needed more work on my being shy that was yeah. pretty much what it was and once they gave me another opportunity again i didn't let them second guess me at all so that's just what it was just being prepared just being so driven that I knew that if I ever got an opportunity again, that I was never going to let him take me back out. How did you get over the shyness and improve the interview skills? Oh my goodness. The most ridiculous stuff you could think of, talking to yourself in a mirror, saying the craziest things. And it's really hard to, at that time, I did not have a son uh, or a child. So it, it was hard for me to just 
change my whole everything to try to adapt for life. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I can do that. If so-and-so can do this, I can do this. No, no big deal. So you just put everything into the basket and make it all work. And as you go on and you get repetitive with things or you get in a flow, uh, you tend to sharpen your edge. You tend to critique your own. So yeah, it's just been a wild ride so far and, there's no telling what else there is to do. Yeah. And so the first time it's you, gonna be awesome. you spoke in front of the arena on your very first show, what did that feel like? Was it scary, exciting, nerve wracking, all of it? I still don't know how to put into words how all that is. It's an emotion for sure that I get, but I've been around the sport since I was about knee high. So I've always just been very emotional about it, just anything. So my sole purpose is to just be a pioneer for this sport, make it better, and throw down the best tricks that I can while I'm here. And I hope to do it for a very long time. I hope to do it for as long as I can until my son does it. Yeah. That's my goal. Third generation. (laughs) That would be awesome. That's right. And then how much wear and tear does a singular show put on the truck itself? Is it a lot of work after each show, or is it built to survive that there's, you can guarantee there's always a nut to tighten <laughs> or a bolt on on a truck after an event because yeah. like i said these things are twelve thousand pounds there's a lot of moving components we have eight shocks on the whole truck there's two shocks on each corner wow to hold up that amount of weight plus the tires do help our vkt tires but our unoh technicians in the back they're working 120 hours a week for maybe five minutes of fame five minutes of entertaining those fans and we're really giving it everything we got every time we touch the dirt so uh, those UNOH guys they they don't get enough credit but they are the unsung heroes of what we do and how much are you doing as the driver behind the scenes? Are you supervising the crew or are you getting in your own mental space? Are you very involved, extremely involved? The last thing you could imagine you would want to do is stand around a bunch of guys and supervise them. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you just went out there and played with the truck and broke it. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you just that's what that's another thing it's all about is teamwork and we got a good team going this year with us winning a series championship and then going to win the finals. And it's just been about who's been there and honestly what kind of personality we click off with. I've had Howie Dalton crew for me and he's up there. He's with Mr. West Virginia, 1967. Oh, wow. So he's an older fella, but he's still out here getting it. And he's showing these young bucks how <laughs> it's done with behind the mechanics. And he's still having a good time and, he, he'll cook something good in the trailer or something. We'll have it after the event or maybe after practice. But if we're stuck at work, we're still having a good time together. And that's really what it's all about. Especially you're gone for from home for maybe as a crew guy, crew chief, technician. You're gone from home 18, 19 weeks out of the year. Wow. Know, first quarter. You're not seeing your family. You do have to make the best of it. I'm fortunate enough where I do get to fly home and I get to see my little man every week, but it's just the prices that we pay. Yeah. And how much love we have for what we do because we're selling out NFL stadiums. We're selling out NBA arenas. We're 
doing it all, man. But it does come with a price. Yeah. I sure do miss the time that I get to spend with my family. <laughs> but you also have action figures of your truck and stuff. You're, you could give your son what, like a Hot Wheels of the truck that you drive. And that's got to be the coolest dad thing you could ever do, I would think. That's it. We come home. I haven't had enough Monster Jam truck over the weekend <laughs> through the events I did. I get to come home and play with my Spin Master Monster Jam truck <laughs> in the floor with my son or with the play sets that we have. It's crazy. I never thought that... Uh, Obviously, I knew I'd be playing with play sets and monster trucks forever. <laughs> no, I, I never thought I'd be here. Never thought I'd be in this big of a stage. But looking back and how hard my whole family worked and my dad and how hard I've worked to get right where I'm at, it, it makes sense. Yeah. So there, there's no second guesses now. And there's a cool video on the Monster Jam site that shows, I think, when they gave you the championship trophy and your dad and your son and your mom and people had come on the big screen at the arena. Was that the highlight, you would say, of the career at this point? Or Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that was the one. I had my fiance out there as well. Yeah. I even had her out. We just did an event last week in Anaheim, California. And that was a big event, too, but it wasn't as special, I think, as the World Finals to me. But we did fare out, and we won the most valuable driver out there. And she was able to be there with me for that one. But with it not being World Finals, I didn't bring out the whole family for that one. But yeah, it was it was fun. Uh, but it's always nice to get her out there because she is the loudest one uh, <laughs> in the stands. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't even have to look around to know where she's sitting. I'm can find her all right screaming no that's funny <laughs> and so this is coming to omaha saturday october 25th sunday october 26th 2 p.m down at the chi center and everybody in omaha nebraska just better be ready to shake things up when Earthshake comes to town because it is my last hoorah behind the wheel of this truck so we're gonna drive that thing into the ground till it can't go anymore but you fans got to do your part and get as loud as you can because I know I'm going to do my job right. There you go. That's a champion speaking. Tristan England, Earthshaker, thank you so much. Good luck out there and have a great show. Thank you, buddy. All thank right. you. I appreciate it.